I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Friday Special, a podcast by Guitar Nerds, the world's number one guitar podcast. Each week I'm going to have a new guest from the world of guitars and amplification and effects. I'm going to have brands and producers and musicians. I'm your host, Joe Brandon. This week I'm joined by Matthew Knight. Hello there. And I have Ilya, the founder and CEO of Game Changer Audio. Ilya, welcome to Guitar Nerds. Hey, hey, Joe. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Hey, hey. Hey, thank you very much for coming on the episode. Now, um, Game Changer are one of the, like the, to to dive straight into things, Game Changer are are one of probably the youngest companies, as in you've been around for the shortest amount of time of any of the brands that that we normally talk to, and you've made one of the biggest splashes in kind of effects and weirdness in, in an incredibly short time. And you seem to have done it consistently with like a small uh, amount of products, you know, in your products line, but each one having an extremely high amount of uh, of research and development involved in it. Um, it really is like a completely different company from anything else at the moment. Um, so <laughs> there's no question in that. I'm just telling you that your company is good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm enjoying Keep going, man. Like, yeah. that sounds great. Like, I'm writing this down. I'm going to use this somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. But uh, no, um, thank, thank you for the kind words. I mean, like, uh, we're trying to make a splash and, uh, you know, we're trying to live up to the very ambitious name of the company name, Game Changer Audio. It was harder <laughs> yeah. at first when we only had one pedal, but now... It's uh, catching on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, no, I, it's. I was, I was going to say, I mean, the interesting thing is, is, you know, in our industry, uh, game changer is a term that is thrown around a lot, you know, for a lot of times. And you're like, it, it, it can kind of, it can lose a bit of impact. But you guys really have, you know, I, I think, you know, changed the game because everything that you've done has not followed the rules in some way you know i think what's interesting for you guys is um you know we'll see a lot of new and great pedal companies out there who you know make a you know come out with an overdrive and everyone goes mad for it and then there's some distortions and maybe a you know a couple of things evolve from that and you've got companies like jhs or or walrus um you know with a with a 
increasing product line, but you guys have really focused on everything that everything has a like a deep meaning as it were everything is its own unique pedal in some way so i mean yeah it's it's certainly a fitting name i would say for the kind of things that you've done since what 20 i think i saw 2017 guys... was 2017, the was yeah. the the nam where you won best in show at 2017 uh i think there is like the facts are correct but maybe the uh, the timeline is a bit weird, is a bit like uh, imprecise. Right. I think we never got any awards in the 2017 show, but uh, yeah, we were lucky to be at least noticed, and we had some. I think the best, the 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 that best in something was an article by Music Radar. That right. was, uh, in their opinion, like one of the best uh, like like devices at, at the whole NAMM show, which was yeah, I mean. It's hard to believe, but like f- from your point of view, we are such a young and like upcoming company, and we've only been around. For me, it feels like like fucking ages, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like five years, five years of this stuff, you know. Uh, but no, I mean it's uh, it's a really awesome. We've created a really cool job for ourselves, and uh, we're really happy about that. Yeah, so, yeah, I bet. I mean, I, I was going to start, um, if that's all right, Joe, just by saying, like, can you give us a bit of the kind of pre nam 2017 like backstory like how did you know wh- where where did game changer start what was the seed to how did to a plus pedal end up in the brass section of nam in 2017 oh. and then become like you know one of the one of the most exciting things from that whole year i think that's that's the question isn't it oh so i mean like uh well um just like just I'm going to I'm going to throw out some basic like basic information so the company is uh is uh was started by me and uh, uh three other guys so the, we're all roughly the same age we're now we're like 28 29 um and uh, pretty much like um uh pretty much we got together simply to just to because we had a great idea for a pedal that uh, would allow for more interesting ways of arranging music so like basically it all started with this idea okay uh how about let's use uh modern like modern electronics and modern components and create this little mini computer that can combine like like looping and fft spectral freezing and, and like serious fft analysis uh to create uh, a, a piano style sustain or sustenuto effect that could be that's custom tailored for like guitarists, right? So we just when we first were starting out, which I believe was in 2015, we didn't really have like a like a detailed vision of the company and what would happen and whatnot. It was basically just a a uh, nice coincidence of me, like <clears throat> I found the right guys who had the, the skill set and the knowledge and the experience, at least so we thought at the moment, uh, <laughs> to build this uh, build this device. And uh, literally, we started doing something in like I think October of 2015, and the plan was to finish the the pedal by Christmas. So it was this very naive and kind of uh, like super optimistic mindset that got us going in the first place. 
in reality, we devoted the, the next 15 months to just coming up with the one prototype. And I think what happened is that like we invest, we had invested so much time into it and so much effort and also all of our like personal savings, which were not a lot when you're like 23 or something. We had invested so much time into it. Then we kind of said, okay, you know, fuck it. Like, let's make a company. Let's go big, you know, because we didn't just spend 15 months on this thing just to like complete a project and just, you know, yeah, just had be happy with, with the thing. So we just kind of like, uh, decided to go all in and see how far we can get. And, uh, yeah. Uh, when we had the finished prototype ready, which was actually like far from being finished, but it, at least it worked. We had like two units, two plus pedal units, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of uh, messy solder work inside and like corrections and like duct tape involved, which nobody needs needed to know about. So, uh, <laughs> like how we ended up at Nam is like we literally just uh, somewhere around Christmas we bought tickets to LA kind of like use like using our last money and uh we didn't even have a booth and we were not even like registered as actual vendors at Nam or as a company uh, wow. we kind of just uh <coughs> excuse me we kind of just uh, latched on to a fellow Latvian uh, company which is called Nartis LV and uh they specialize in making uh affordable brass instruments which are higher quality than most like student models so this guy he i i just literally i just knew him from a long from a from a while back because you know it's a small city you know all the guys and he has a he has a showroom and a store and he's a really helpful helpful dude his name is virus and i just asked him hey uh, i i hear that you're gonna go to that nam thing that big exhibition can we come and like hang out at your booth so it looks like we have a booth in case if somebody comes <laughs> so <laughs> so i mean yeah and that's that's the story of the brass section but yeah we were not even like officially in any like uh like vendor lists or company like exhibitors lists or, or something like that so we just had like one-way tickets to la we built <laughs> uh like i built a uh wordpress website in like two days before the, the the launch of the product and uh that's about it like the that's, we, that's absolutely we just incredible. we just went and we configured the website so that we can take payments as pre-orders and uh thankfully like the nam show was a correct decision like because because of uh, journalists such as music radar and like the even some of the internal like nam news news guys kind of like noticed us and then uh some musicians tweeted out and uh yeah i mean somehow we were like we were able to collect roughly like uh 400 pre-orders for the plus pedal in the following weeks after nam and then yeah we were still in la we were just like road tripping or doing something and uh yeah well we yeah we kind of looked at each other and we realized okay yeah let's go home in a few days everybody quits their job and let's go <laughs> that's about it <laughs> that's that's incredible and i guess those 400 pre-orders um gave you enough enough capital to start actually building these on a and at a, a faster amount or at a cheaper amount uh yeah so the pl the plan was like uh i know that the standard way of how a pedal company works is that the uh, guitarist learns how 
guitarist fixes broken boss pedal. Step one. Then guitarist... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no offense, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is a, it's, um, it is a bizarre story that so many people that I meet, especially on in 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 what I do, is like, yeah, I, I started by fixing broken boss pedals. No, I mean, like, like it, it is the story of many builders, including yeah. like Josh and like uh, Jamie from Earthquaker, and yeah. So step one, guitarists learn learns how to master the soldering iron and fixes like a cable and then a pedal and whatnot. Then guitarist step two, guitarist tries to mod the pedal and succeeds. Step three, his friends start asking like, hey dude, can you do the same mod for my pedal? Then a few months go by and like you realize that you're sitting like covered in parts and pedals and you kind of start <laughs> getting the confidence. Hey, maybe I'm good at this. And then And then you start getting more and more ambitious and you invent your own circuit and you, and then your friends and you sell it to your friends and then organically guitarists like become like these little like uh you know like mini uh workshops or something so that's the story for almost all of the boutique brands how they started out and uh the different like the difference here with us is like we had absolutely no like intention from the beginning like to do any like hand soldering or hand assembly of pedals or we wanted to we wanted to like focus on development. We create yeah. like a nice design, develop a, a unique idea or some kind of focus on the know-how and on the software and on the, like most of the work that was done during those like 15 months was uh, apart from the visual and mechanical aspects, it was uh, mostly uh, coding. So uh, we, we knew that like, if we get this thing off the ground, we don't want to be sitting there and like, you know, workshopping batches of pedals. We want yeah. to come up with a, uh, with a repeatable, like, uh, you know, industrial process, which can be just outsourced to a qualified manufacturing facility. That way you, 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 you like you develop the thing once and then production is kind of like, it's just basically managing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an automation. It, you just thing. need to manage the production mm. process and you don't have to, you don't have to be dependent on it and you don't have to devote any time, uh, you know, to like hand solder things or to package things or assembly or whatnot. So well, absolutely. With with a company that I guess it, with, with you guys, so much of it is research and development. And then, of course, the you know, the other side is the, the aesthetic of your pedals. Each one is in a different housing and and it's it's you know the aesthetic is as much a part of the pedal as anything else and for a lot of especially boutique pedal manufacturers that the the aesthetic is very much an afterthought you know what 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 color are they going to paint it what picture are they going to put on the front of it yours is a is is a complete construction so i guess yes not not wanting to actually have to do the nitty gritty whilst it works for a load of other companies i can see why that would absolutely not be something that you wanted to get tied up in yeah, I mean, like that's why the that's why the sort of like group, like I I don't know for lack of a better term, like that crowdfunded approach was the yeah, perfect yeah. approach. It's like we 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 did not have the confidence that we will like get four hundred or in in the end it turned out to be like almost like eight hundred or something pre-orders by the time we were shipping the first pedals. But uh, did did I did I hear correctly that uh, that a, a couple of members of Pink Floyd also contacted you? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. So the most notably, like uh, one of the members of Roger Waters' uh, touring band, touring band uh, Joe Karen, he wrote us an email on the second day of NAMM. So 
And then, yeah, we, we were just ecstatic. And we went to Outback Steakhouse and we spent $250 on steak. And <laughs> which, was like, which was a pretty hefty like uh, sum, you know, back then. Yeah. You know, on the company <laughs> card there. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a, yeah, this, I tell you what, this sort of thing sounds like the... Um, the worst situation to be in is sort of being in California with all of this happening around you. This sounds like the ultimate excuse to go and spend loads of money drinking and uh, and eating out for a few days. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, like, so yeah, I mean, like, the the whole idea was that, like, if we collect the necessary amount of pre-orders, then we can do the mass assembly, which is, uh, <clears throat> yeah, which. Because otherwise, if we only collected like a hundred pre-orders, we couldn't. It wouldn't justify the, like, of course, getting the like robot hand involved or something, programming the conveyor belt or some kind of you know, like those industrial processes. They only start to pay for themselves and make sense uh, after you've reached a certain tre- threshold of uh, orders. So yeah. we were kind of like, uh, yeah, trying to do a safe bet and like no hand assembly. If we don't reach like 500 orders, then we're just not going to do the thing. And that's it. So, right. yeah, luckily, okay. like uh, that approach has worked well for us. But I have to note, uh, mention something like we are a little bit of uh, a little bit spoiled. We have we had a gigantic advantage over anyone who would uh, like try to pull this off uh, in, let's say, the US or maybe even the UK. So Latvia is a very small country. And uh, for like, for example, we have these small but very advanced and high quality manufacturing facilities that view like a, an order of 500 devices as like a, yeah, it's a large order. Let's go like oh, in the States or fantastic. something or in the UK, they probably wouldn't even like, o- like respond to our email or something, you know, like, hey, we would like to launch like a industrial manufacturing process for a batch of a thousand something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I've never thought about that. We're kind that. of what taking advantage of this advantage. like small scale kind of situation that we had here. Yeah, I guess um, you know if you're looking at, you know, I guess if you if you make um, you know you're seeing some pedals come out with um, like different screens, for example, or touch screens or whatever, and you think those touch screens might be the same type of touch screen that's on an Android or a, an iPhone. It's like these companies are used to uh, accepting an order for Apple for like two yeah. million screens. <laughs> so, you, you know, when a pedal company comes along and says, can we have like 200? They're like, that's, that's no good for us, you know. So being able, yeah, I guess you're, you're in a sort of advantage that, um, you know, you can sort of, you can cherry pick, you know, from a bunch of different people. Um, and I guess that's how you've ended up with the team that you've got now because you've got quite an extensive team of engineers and different people behind you as well right yeah so like just to close up on the previous point and like segue into what you just mentioned so the key member of our team uh is uh one of our founding engineers martin and uh he he's a really really awesome uh he's a really interesting and uh, like he has a very awesome unique skill set so uh he's really good at like uh, learning new things and he's a very qualified engineer and he has like a master's degree and work experience and all this stuff. But so he's like on it, on his, like he's a great electronic engineer, but that's not even his str- biggest strength. His biggest strength is that he's a, he's a guy who can ma- like 
puts everything down, like cl classify things and just understand a very big complex situation and evaluate himself critically and say, okay, to complete this project, I need to spend three months learning like this programming language and like coding these things. And then he just opens books and like starts starts doing that. And like that was the process like in, in the beginning. So he essentially learned how to code on a very high like uh, like uh, very high uh, high high level just to complete the plus pedal. So so yeah, and uh, wow. Martin also comes in came in uh, when uh, like Martin also played a crucial role to uh, secure our manufacturing deal because. His job before Game Change Audio, he was one of the he was an imp, uh, like project implementation engineer at this particular uh, electronics manufacturing plant. So the company is called Hansa Matrix, Hansa Matrix, and uh, what they do it's a it's a factory. It's an electronics factory, and they build devices. They take contracts from different manufacturers from Europe, Scandinavia, America, and. Uh, yeah, they bring these like projects to life and manufacturing them on a on a mass scale level. So Martin's job at that facility, he he took over the project from the inventors who like or the or the company who like submits the project, and he adapts those like circuit boards and parts and all the stuff, uh, so it can uh, so it can be like uh, compatible with the electronics like with the manufacturing uh, devices and machines. So let's replace these resistors with this. Like he double checks everything. He creates like the testing devices to check whether every circuit board is perfect. So basically in a way, Martin has ha had the the perfect training to, to yeah, for launch this sort of company, our, yeah. our project into manufacturing in a mass like uh, industrial way. So yeah. yeah, it was a really funny like uh, thing when we came over back from them. We had an interesting meeting with his boss. So we were at the at the negotiations table or the conference room or something. So a secretary comes in and like first she gives Martin his like resignation papers. He signs <laughs> them in front of us, and then she brings out the contract for manufacturing the plus pedal. <laughs> like and we did the whole <laughs> things in the same meeting. It was really funny. Wow, <laughs> that's wow, that's that's amazing. Um, what an incredible start! And and then you, the, here's the thing: you had to follow this up, um, because of course now I think now we're a few years in, and we kind of expect it from you. We expect Game Changer to. Like, oh, oh, I wonder what crazy, ridiculous thing Game Changer are going to release this year. Whereas awesome. you know you just that's, done that's exactly what we. This is my favorite type of comment or like this is my favorite thing to hear in the in in terms of the company. Ooh, I wonder what they will come up with next. That's exactly <laughs> the vibe that we want to kind of preserve. Which is which is great, which I guess is why you have, you know, a small again, you know, I'm coming back to that same point, but you have a small amount of products, you know, in comparison to another effects company that might make 20, 30 pedals. But what you seem to be doing is each year you release one thing, not another line of 10 things, one thing, but that one thing will, you know, you released a, you know, two or three things, I think, in one year. But, you know, it's, it's always the focus is on a, a few things and they're always very, very well thought out. But back at this stage, when you've had when you've just released the plus pedal, you didn't have that um, 
you know, you, you hadn't, I guess you guys hadn't reached that yet. So. Yeah, there was no guarantee, like, that we no. will live up to that name or whatever, or, yeah, I mean. So, so, so how hard was it then to, to come up with, uh, with the, with the plasma pedal? Um, so, and, I mean, and, it was, it was fun. Sorry if I'm cutting you off, but, uh, yeah, I mean, no, like, no, no. it was really funny. Uh, yeah, we had absolutely, <laughs> we had no idea what to do next. Like, <laughs> like yeah, we have this thing, the name is, it's a really like big, like ambitious name, Game Changer Audio. And we had like some criticism about it. Yeah, Game Changer, come on, like fucking kids, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have one pedal, like, yeah, big whoop. But uh, yeah, we... So it was a little bit stressful, I gotta say. Like, uh, so we announced the plus at uh, Winternam, then we spent the next nine months trying to like put all the pieces together, like you know, like uh, to 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 bring it into production. But in the right. meantime, like our brains were cooking, and we were trying to come up with what's gonna be the next thing. And the answer, the big breakthrough moment came at uh, the following, like, uh, summer NAM, that, that same year. So, yeah, January is where, like, winter NAM, January was when we announced the plus pedal. And then we started, we from February up until September, we were, like, busy, like, putting bringing that to life. But in the meantime, we were constantly thinking, okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And we had... <laughs> We, we yeah. felt like it was a little bit like weird. Yeah, I had literally no idea. And like people would come up and ask that and we and we would just say like, oh yeah, we've got some special stuff coming up. You just <laughs> wait and see. Like, I have no fucking idea what's it going to be. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so did, um, <clears throat> did I read right that uh, the, the, the plasma pedal was based on the, uh, the, I don't know what you call it, the bug zapper. Um, yeah. concept the uh, electronic bug killing things exactly yeah so uh, so basically the uh, I've told the story a few times so that's probably how you know it but uh, uh, yeah so when some like by the time Summer Nam came around in 2017 uh, we, we still hadn't shipped the plus pedal but we were doing the trade shows because we wanted to learn the industry and meet the people and you know see what's summer i all about but by that time we were in like full-on panic mode in terms of uh the next pedal because we knew that like okay we gotta start developing the prototype for winter Nam. it's coming up really soon it's already july come on come on let's do something we had a bunch of ideas some of them were pretty bad some of them are still somewhere in the on the somewhere in the you know notebooks and we might like revisit them at some point but we didn't have anything solid. And then we couldn't come up with anything. And then we did Summer Nam. And then we went to like, we went on a big road trip. And uh, we went, like, we're all big fans of bluegrass music and country music and rockabilly and all these like wonderful Americana genres. Like, all of us are. That's like, right. You used to, used to play in a band. Um, very much of that elk before you started this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a band called The Big, the big Bluff. And uh, we had like we like rockabilly influenced rock music and and we did a lot of traditional rockabilly as well. And uh, also Martin was in a rockabilly band, and then Kristaps, the other founding engineer, he was in a rockabilly band, and that's actually how we knew knew each other, kind of. And like uh, I never, I just didn't know that they had also like actual, you know, 
actual jobs, like, yeah. <laughs> like uh, actual skills. But uh, yeah, so like we were really into rockabilly, so and, and like bluegrass is a fantastic genre. So we had this like rented car. We drove up to Kentucky. We did. We watched a Weezer concert in Louisiana. Uh, sorry, Louisville, Kentucky. And then we watched a PJ Harvey concert there as well. And then oh, wow. we went like deep into like bluegrass country and we rented this mysterious Airbnb from a guy named Randy the King. Randy the King. <laughs> <laughs> so Randy Gra- the King was, uh, uh, he, he, he used to be a uh, professional wrestler. And then he uh, had a, some kind of traumatic incident, and his like one of his eyes was like a lazy eye or something. You know what I mean? Like, so this guy was like in his fifties, and uh, so when after he finished his uh, wrestling career, he converted his like family's ranch into a bluegrass recording studio. So then he had his like bluegrass recording studio years, and then he got fed up with that, or maybe like the market for bluegrass went down or something. He decided to quit the recording business and he just like started renting out that like studio place as an Airbnb. And it was a magnificent place. Like it had like wooden panel, like uh, walls, a big bar, like a bar section with stools and like a big Budweiser neon sign in the kitchen and like these old like 1950s fridges with the chrome handles, you know, like we were really getting out of a kick out of that place. And uh, we were just like in the middle of nowhere. There's no phone reception. There's like snakes and badgers and shit. Like, and uh, uh, yeah, and we were just like cooking meat and uh, just having a really great redneck good time, you know, just cooking meat, drinking beers. We're tourists from Latvia. We just finished the show. We're just having a laugh. And like somehow we just got a big kick out of this uh, bug zapper device. So the bug zapper, for those who don't know, like in, in Louisville, like in like, yeah, it was like, I think it's called like something bullhorn, Kentucky. Like in those, in those regions, there's a big bug problem at night. The, it's like locusts, you know, just like uh, they're, they're everywhere. So if you want to enjoy like a beer on the front porch and cook some meat, the bugs, like they're going to ruin it for you. Like, unless you have the bug zapper, the bug zapper is a light and like a thing with like a metallic mesh and it attracts the light attracts the bugs and they as soon as they touch the that metallic mesh there's an electrical current that kills them just fries them like a like a taser gun like so yeah we were like uh, we were sitting there and that bug zapper thing was literally going nuts like it was just full-on frying insects like the air smelled like cooked insect protein like just uh yeah yeah, so it was a big kind of like culture culture shock for us, and we were just laughing about it. And then a few weeks later, I like we started like I started like researching how it works, and then is it the same thing as the taser gun? And like just asking questions to Christoph and Martin, and we just kind of started talking about this thing like we should fry the we should use that to fry like guitar signal or audio signal, and then we had like a. Yeah, like a big like just uh like big improvised like meeting about it like in the smoking area and we just kind of realized that it's not impossible it should work and then we just kind of shook hands and said okay fine we finally have the next thing 
plasma pedal. Wow. That's it. Done. And then we, for the next four months, we just hope that it's going to work out. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, when, when we had the prototype finally ready, it was like, okay, let's see if it works. We plug it in. Okay. Starts playing like, yeah, and then it worked. Thank God. But yeah, well, it was they, for a lot for the longest time there was no proof that it will it will actually work. Like yeah, <laughs> and 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 also this is this is kind of the first time anyone's approached fuzz in a different way, you know, since nineteen sixty two more or less sort of thing. You know that someone's tried to. I mean, certainly you know we we've used silicon or germanium transistors. There have been, there's been that. But this is the first time that there's a, there's been a different uh, approach to trying to get that that sort of sound. Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we we like most like it's not important in the end because the end result is just like a guy playing music. So it's not sure. important what sort of you know, like I guess like if we call ourselves guitar nerds, then okay, yes, this is important. This is very interesting, but. At the end of the day, what the most important thing is that we it really sounds different. It like the technical process behind it is completely weird. It's completely off the beaten like path, and we're actually using uh, a, a high voltage step up flyback transformer to create the like the distortion, and uh, we're we're amplifying a guitar signal to like ridiculous amounts of voltage and then it gets discharged and it the signal actually goes to ground so when you play it you kind of like uh when you play the you know the plasma pedal uh you're converting a very low voltage guitar signal into short bursts of like high voltage uh, electricity and uh those 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 bursts of electricity cannot be converted back into audio signal because there is no there is no such thing as a like a you know compact step down transformer right right so the uh the discharged sparks that are formed they are they go to ground and they are lost and we we use a uh an antenna to reconstitute and uh the the audio signal uh, by reading by using an antenna that uh, picks up the fluctuations in the electromagnetic field around that that occurs thanks to those discharges so it's a very like it's extremely nerdy and very different but yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, what's what what makes us happy is that it really does sound like not like anything else it, it's a really unique sound Absolutely, it seems to be capable of more extremes than than any other fuzz. So, sort of the 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 level of breakup, the level of like heavily gated sputtery fuzz, um, is is incredible that you can go to. And of course, like what what more of um, what more of a kind of golden seal on on that pedal than having Jack White get involved? The you know, the, if if you were going to think of a player who defines fuzz, <laughs> sort of, but in 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 the modern day, you know, the, the, this this guy absolutely, um, you, you know, he he is the he's the king of fuzz at the moment, and he's he's not only playing the plasma pedal, but you you did a collaboration with him to make a signature version of that. Yeah, I mean, it really like it couldn't it could not have gone kind of better to be honest, like. 
like uh, when you think about it, okay, who is going to be the like who is going to be the you know the main endorsee or the main like how do you say it like iconic player or something like that 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 you would want as a as a guitar pedal company like Jack White he's like one of the last modern <laughs> guitar heroes around I mean yeah. there's plenty of up- upcoming awesome guitarists but I mean like in the traditional sense like he's still like like rock star like level kind of gu- guitar champion and like yeah, you couldn't exactly. wish for a better Absolutely. in like for a better like player to better icon to endorse your thing so <coughs> excuse me at first we were just really happy that he just reached out to us and that he wanted to to even have the pedal and play it and that was like amazing in itself but then we started talk he started bringing it up that we should do a collaboration and yeah we were like you know just we went to wow. Outback Steakhouse and uh, like spent two hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> on steak and beer. <laughs> like, no, but something something similar happened. Yeah, hmm. yeah I bet. Um, so, what an incredible um, thing to get to do. Uh, just going back to one of the things I said uh, was was talking about um, earlier. Then was the, was the team of people that obviously you have behind you now. Um, I mean, how does um, you know how do the how do you kind of find the engineers that work for you in in, in Latvia? Because you've got a relatively sizable team, I guess, for the for how old your company is. But obviously, you've got so many engineers that are kind of just. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Working away, I guess, a lot of the time. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, so right now we are almost, there's almost 20 of us right now. And uh, our company, like our staff is very engineer heavy. So we have two two mechanical engineers. We have actually we have pretty much, yeah. We have so uh, we well, like the founding team. Uh, I I just want to like mention. Uh, so m- my specialty is like is the I guess 
the product development and like think dreaming up the concepts of the things and like I guess my most of my day to day work is the marketing and branding and like uh, that kind of like um, like presence stuff like artist relations and graphical design and videos like me and my team like we work on those things most of the day but every evening like we have meetings with the engineers and we discuss the products and like the all the new projects and uh yeah we kind of we invest most of our like creative thought into into the products and how to build them and the sounds and the functionality and so yeah so that's kind of why our each one of our pedals, like we don't want to like do something that comes in the same shape every time, you know, like we kind of build every product, every pedal based on first principle, just this is what it is. So let's make the enclosure that is the best for this. And we have awesome partners here in Riga. Like we manufacture everything here in in, in Latvia, mostly in Riga, but also in other cities. And we have awesome partners who do metal work for us and do custom made enclosures and like like uh yeah we have uh yeah we have also we used to like do the brass casting for the plus pedal also in Riga now it's outsourced overseas and uh yeah so like most of the team so the the marketing stuff is like me and uh, we we have a really awesome videographer Alice and we have Matisse, who does the artist relations and the press. I think he's the one who you talk to regarding this podcast. Yes, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. And then uh, he manages like the social media stuff. And we work on the, on that stuff like like at least half of the day. But yeah, pretty much every day we have big discussions about products, about new ideas. And for trust me, like for each thing that we put out, there's at least five other ideas for other pedals that are also crazy but didn't work out for some reason or got you know like uh uh postponed or or maybe even sometimes canceled sometimes we come up with ideas that we spend two months like researching and then it turns out yep it's completely impossible impossible due to laws of physics <laughs> yeah <laughs> great great <laughs> But that's wonderful. That's wonderful that you start at an idea that actually might not be possible. Yeah, I mean, all of these things, like, uh, yeah, we, we, we constantly have ideas that are not possible in the end. I don't, uh, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, I, I still don't want to give them away because maybe we'll figure it no, out. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give them away as much as it would be great content. I'm excited about, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm excited about seeing you actually realize them. And kind of so, so like from the from the plasma pedal. This is the great thing um, about talking to you is that we can literally go through every single pedal in the line, and every single one is going to be something new and interesting and different. And so after the plasma pedal, um, I guess what what came next was it? Would it have been the motor synth, uh, the 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 motor pedal and the and the motor piano? Would that be would that be the next thing in the yeah, line? Yeah. So I mean, like yes. we we did branch out like a little bit with the plasma stuff. We uh, we just had a lot of requests from people like, can you make it bigger? And we didn't take those requests seriously. But then at <laughs> uh, one point, the guys uh, two like the guitarists from Rammstein asked us if we could make a bigger one. And then oh, we were really? okay. Oh, wow. Fuck it, we have to build it now because yeah, like Rammstein <laughs> is uh, 
breakfast one of the one of the big influences like we like Rammstein I don't know I don't oh. know how big that the uh, Rammstein are in in the UK but in I mean Europe. I absolutely love Rammstein I'm pretty sure Matt you're into Rammstein as well yeah I mean actually yeah. I didn't uh, just on a random side note I had um my cousins are German and one of them's a big um, sort of metalhead and she was obviously massively into Ramstein in the um, late 90s and, uh, and early 2000s, which I think was almost probably where they peaked a little bit in, in the UK, but I had no idea how big they were in Germany. Oh, they um, are they've had like number one like, albums in Germany and stuff. They are uh, absolutely like, like if you stay in Germany, they're pretty much the biggest game in town. Like that's it. Like they're just un- like yeah. they're rock gods there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So you made a you made a larger enclosure version. <laughs> I love that. That's the one request, not a change in the sound, just a bigger enclosure. Yeah, yeah. People are like, but I mean, like, I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, you don't have to be super serious about the stuff. Like, we are taking the engineering to extremely serious levels. But I mean, we were absolutely aware that the the the, the basic emotion behind the plasma pedal uh is it's very childish it's like ooh, it lights up it goes zap pow and like you get to play with it <laughs> yeah it, it yes it's simplistic and primitive and it's a little bit childish but like why why not because it's you know like we understood from the very beginning that's like the visual aesthetics and the, like the that whole like lightning in the bottle type kind of like you know look of it like musicians are superstitious and also I am superstitious. I get into a into a different like mental place like when I see like stuff like you know like bursting into lightning or plasma or whatever. Like it makes me excited and it makes me like interested in like in the thing. I wanna try it. I wanna see how this riff sounds through the lightning thingy. Like like it's a combination of these both like super childish approach. And then the super serious engineering. So, I mean, I'm not surprised at all that the, you know, the number one request for Plasma Pedal was like, hey, can you make the lightning thing bigger? And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, and even, uh, even the Rammstein guys w- wanted that. So, so yeah, we kind of went into that and uh, started exploring that. And then we kind of started taking into consideration like Rammstein's like touring requirements because they don't use pedal boards. They have MIDI controllers and uh, everything is stored away in racks. So like uh, this guy is not tap dancing like on pe- on pedals, you know, like, uh, yeah, he's got like a very, very precise German team of music <laughs> engineers that, you know, everything is automated on a clock and on, on switches and like, you know like everything is perfect so like so then we realized okay it has to be fully midi controllable it has to be bigger so it looks like a big rack unit and then yeah then we actually went out and we hired a very experienced engineer his name is Vilnis which is cool because uh his name in Latvian is is it's a very like kind of unusual name it translates literally as the as wave so right <laughs> yeah so Vilnis uh he yeah, he's a little bit older than us like a few, like four or five years older but like he had more experience and uh he's also like a, uh, a musician and he had like a lot of bands and like a lot of experience with rag gear so yeah we hired him 
at first like kind of a part-time but then slowly he moved over to us full-time and so while we were like going forward with the new with the newer like ideas uh Vilnius spent almost a year building the 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 rack version for for plasma so yeah and we're happy to say that like finally like it's catching on it's selling like it's and been, that's why there's a rack all, version it's it's oh, always amazing. it's always been like uh, out of stock for, for the longest time it was out of stock and like we had like a little batch and then we would sell them out and then people would wait for a long time and we actually kind of released it a few times but then then we didn't release them then we didn't like let go of them because we wanted to like uh keep working on them or something but yeah happy to say that like finally they are like everything is sorted out it's in, it's been in production for a few months and like yeah it's it's actually ga- gaining popularity with the like uh, well matt with, matt with you were very and, excited and about producers. the rack version of this yeah i just um i think it's it's a great evolution in in the plasma pedal um and you know taking that concept one step further and you know bringing rack gear back which is uh my ultimate goal i think um you know i think we're going to start seeing a rise in i think i I can't remember if we were talking about it uh, on the podcast whether i was watching um a couple of youtube videos and people were saying you know big amps are sort of coming back now a lot of people are just like oh you know what i'm just gonna have a marshall and a four by 12 and i'm gonna have a rack system and all this sort of stuff so i think it's great to see i think it's great to kind of go um you know yeah let's just bring it back for guitarists and obviously there's a bunch of studio people out there who are building or have got studios and are always looking for something cool and well i mean yeah that's the reason why people go why people still go to studios because like if it was all just done through a laptop then you can do the same thing at home it's like you want to go to that studio because they have the leslie they have the fucking grand piano they have the good mics. They have the weird shit, like the and you know now they have the yeah. plasma racks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think um, you know your um, you know your kind of uh, USP and and the way that that you know the plasma rack and the plasma pedals. It's like you can't you can't really make a plug-in sound like that. You know, there's some great plugins, but there's a there's with the plasma pedal. There's a there's a feel thing to it. There's something about it that um, yeah, that's actually is very difficult exact, to replicate. That's exactly the point. Uh, that's exactly our like uh, how do you say it? Um, our main criteria. So, first of all, like I, I like completely like not disrespecting any any pedal companies. Like it's all it's there's a there's a different like. S- there's a different mindset with every company, but kind of like uh, our whole point is that, like our whole mindset and our like the way we evaluate our ideas is that can this be reproduced with a computer? If if the answer is no, then we then then it counts as a game changer idea because let's be real, like uh, most of the like ooh flanger thingy or like. Uh, tremolo thingy with three different wave shapes that all clash and react and whatever like those are really awesome effects there is a place for them like there is a there is a use case for most of these things but basically they are mini computers that are programmed that are hardwired to do one thing and like to be honest like you know you could just you could most probably achieve the, the same effect 
with an actual computer just right just why do you need a pedal the pedal is just a thing that's on the floor but the, the all the magic and all those crazy like effects that we have now the modern effects like you know the 300 plus pound like uh flanger or something like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> those are all just mini computers that are hard coded and hardwired and locked to do one thing so they're fantastic units like that for example like a good a, a good a good example that like i cannot we, like we won't do any damage to for example Strymon blue sky or something like it's a fantastic reverb unit but all it is really it's a mini computer that only does one thing and theoretically yeah. i could achieve all of those i could program all those reverbs and they are there are huge like scientifically researched vsts and whatnot that can produce even more like complex reverbs and yeah. you know what i mean like so the, the, that's that's the cool thing about that's that's the cool thing for us like about our products is that like we tried to d put the plasma uh into a camper and to model it but it doesn't work it can't catch it it doesn't sound like it <laughs> <laughs> like, oh like, that is it that should be the uh that should be the little uh the slogan line on the yeah, like on the, the plasma pedal <laughs> i mean like the the plasma stuff it's an actual electrophysical whatever like science like mini scientific process like it's a mini like uh physics you know like experiment that's happening in real time and uh it would be an extremely complicated and and totally like uh bizarre uh computer algorithm to emulate how that voltage breakup like actually goes yeah, into play yeah, yeah so yeah so the same is with the motor synth and that whole like motor line of products that we are finally like getting ready to to release um i'm looking at a motor synth like super almost almost ready version like it's on my table right now where, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i am excited about that product so the motor synth cannot it's it's also an electromechanical process and it cannot be replicated with a computer because it's it's an actual spinning electromotor that has its own vibrations and its own like flavors and imperfections and weirdness. This is it. This yeah, is what like, I absolutely loved about about this product when you announced it was the physical aspect of all of the uh, all of the different <clears throat> sounds that that you could get out of this. It reminded me of it. Um, um, do you remember the Zvex? What was it called, Matt? The candle. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, it was like a vibratone or something. It was the it was the vibrato that was um, light sensitive, but it was yeah, it was like candle like lit driven, I guess. But this was the great thing about the motor synth was that all of the effects were created via a physical operation rather than a digital one. Yeah, and uh, I'd love to talk more about Morrison, but also, like, we just announced the light pedal, which is the same principle. <coughs> yeah, I think um, I think maybe we should um, we should talk a bit about the light pedal, because obviously, um, as much as uh, me and Joe love talking about synthesizers, um, a lot of guitar players are like, oh. Um, but the light pedal is, um, is something that, obviously, we you guys released at NAMM this year. Yeah, was this was the, this the is like stage? our so, 2020 uh, uh, like release. So we yes. we will try and like release a completely new concept every Winternam. 
Wow. <laughs> you, you were setting that bar high. <laughs> You're so, going to regret saying that in a few years. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, it's kind of cool. Like, we have a lot of ideas now. Like, we don't run into those problems anymore because now it's like our minds are kind of like they're – we. I think we're like – we have ideas. We have – like, we don't even need to think about any new stuff. If we just finish all the stuff that we already have written down somewhere in notebooks – like, yeah, we'll have work, like, for five years. <laughs> oh, this is so <laughs> exciting. That is so exciting to hear because this is – because everything about this company is so is so different and new. It's fantastic that you've that you've got uh, enough longevity to um, to think of something that's going to – that's going to be something that I can't think of right now, you know, for, for the next five years. That's uh, – that is – that is wonderful. But, yes, the, the light pedal. The light pedal was very exciting to me as someone who loves um, anything that can be ethereal. I think that's quite an interesting story with who came up with the concept for the light pedal as well. Oh, yeah. So we have this uh, – so our office is located uh, directly, like – it's like – it's a five-minute walk from the Riga Technical University, like, main campus. And that was a strategic place that we kind of, like, we found an office specifically near the near the university because we want to create, like, a hot, like a... We want to create, like, a, like a feeder system. Like, the best people from the... The best new engineers from the technical university, you know, we want to snatch them up and we want them to do... They're like, uh, how do you say that? Like uh, internships and all the all the all these things like at our office. Uh, yeah, we want to catch all the all the cool new people. So that was the story with uh, Theodore. He joined us when he was on, in his second year in uh, electronics engineering, bachelor's. But Theo is a fantastic, uh, fantastic guy. Like an absolutely awesome skill set. So I would say. Number one, he's extremely smart and extremely like perceptive. And uh, even though he was in his second year, he won prizes. He won like he entered all the like math and physics Olympiads, and like he got the medals. And like, <laughs> like he was like a he's just a creative thinker and problem solver, and really, really, really like uh, special special student. And he was like, uh, like he was kind of like yeah people talked about him that we have this cool super bright guy Theo secondly he is an extremely talented musician he's like the only one of us who can actually play music properly like he's he, the guitar player in the in the video that you launched for this project oh yeah right? he doesn't even play guitar he's a he is a piano player but he can <laughs> play a guitar as well like yeah right right so yeah so Theo is, a, and then thirdly, he's a super positive, proactive, like optimistic dude who just like, he likes doing things and he likes uh, trying new stuff and learning. And he's like, yeah, like a very, very awesome skill set, super positive, active and optimistic, plus intelligent, smart and musical. And yeah, we all kind of fell in love with him. So uh, when he came over to us, like he did the internship thing that he had to do for school. And then we uh, gave him uh, an amazing offer. We said, okay, Theo, we'll give you a job. We will pay you minimum wage and you can come here as often as you like and you can do whatever you want. And we don't expect anything. And he's like, okay, fuck yeah, perfect. I'm a student. <laughs> Let's go. And yeah, oh, like something around like 
So the first thing he did, uh, he made a, a few clones of the pedals that he personally wanted to buy. And we were just like, dude, you don't need to buy this stuff. Just build it. It's simple. And he built like a few like a few fuzz fuzz things and like an octave thing for himself and kind of like learning the ropes like in terms of pedals. And then he then he worked for about six months on like a very, very awesome uh, utility product which is called the uh, like amplitude but I'll, that's a different story for a different time but uh, we ended up <laughs> not releasing that product but we might still release it later on and then yeah he something around a year in he's we like me and him we started like talking about reverbs and what we can do and is there a cool way how to incorporate like a a visual element and like an unusual component or unusual physical process into that whole like uh, reverb situation. So yeah, we did a lot of childish experiments together. That was like pretty much the whole summer, like last summer we were sticking like, um, yeah, we did a lot, the whole range of experiments like DIY plate reverbs and transducers and vibrating strings and harmonic elements and that, that kind of stuff. Like, and, uh, yeah, in the end, uh, he came up with this, like, brilliant idea. Fuck, like, let's use light sensors to scan the movement of a, of already a ready-made spring reverb system. And uh, that's yeah, that took a lot of fine-tuning. And actually, an there's a lot of fine-tuning still going on at the moment. But, yeah, we are, we've, we, we are happy to say we've, we've taken this idea, arrived at a, at a, at a proper product. Theo's salary has been raised for the next for the last like six months. So <laughs> he's a proper employee right now, and he's finishing school right now. And uh, oh, yeah, wow, amazing. And uh, yeah, like once, like yeah, once he's done with school, I think that's kind of gonna coincide with the start of manufacturing. So yeah, wow, light pedal that's... is going to be an, a very very interesting uh, device, and hopefully. It's gonna be uh, hopefully, yeah. People are gonna like it, and uh, we 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 somebody asks us to make a bigger one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I am very excited about that product. Um, yeah, I, I will. I will look forward to seeing that one uh, sort of, you know, make its way onto the shelves. But what a, what a fantastic kind of uh, what a fantastic new addition. What amazing what an amazing story to have a, a you know someone come in uh, like that. At, at such an early stage and uh, and and add so much to the company that's obviously already you know firing on all uh cylinders yeah um, theo is uh awesome and uh we want like that's kind of how we see the future like we're really happy with our choice from the very beginning that we're not going to be burdened by like built sitting there and soldering pedals so yeah we get to just work on development the whole time and that's a luxury that almost no other companies have, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Being able to just think of the ideas, that's a, that's a wonderful position uh, to be in. Now that Obviously, uh, there's a lot much... of work that goes into managing the production and we have have a really awesome team. And uh, I feel uh, I feel like I just so I, like it's uh, it's a crime that I haven't mentioned, uh, like the fourth founding member. His name is Didzis. Um He's the only person in Game Change Audio who has no connection with playing music. 
So wow. We make it almost a requirement that like even if you're an engineer or a programmer or something, you have to play music to be in the company. And if you sure. don't, then you have to start taking lessons. So for example, we <laughs> hired a programmer who is uh, developing an algorithm for our upcoming Bigsby pedal, which I think has been leaked a little oh, bit. By Bigsby at NAM, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing a collaboration with Bigsby because like, you know, we're all big rockabilly fans and like it was just awesome like an awesome opportunity so so the bigsby is also going to be announced somewhere 2020 but yeah i I really enjoyed your reaction to that at nam by the way when you really didn't think it was going to be announced at at that nam but bigsby just sort of brought the the non-working prototype along and told everyone so you were sort of like oh well i guess we better actually mention this then yeah yeah i mean like uh yeah it's it's we, like it's an official thing like we're going to be releasing this as uh like as partners of fender <clears throat> fender music instruments company wow it's great <laughs> wow it's amazing yeah wow but uh yeah like so the carl the uh carl's uh the, the coder who who's developing the pitch bending like algorithm right for the bigsby thing when he came like he's extremely qualified he's an old friend of uh, one of the uh of Christops, one of the founders and uh, they uh, studied together. So this guy, he's an extremely like uh, high level like uh, math and physics like uh, uh, specialist and programmer. He worked in an inst- uh, like in the like uh, electronics institute for six years prior to this. So when he joined our team, we told him like, okay, you are super smart, overqualified, like scary good guy. But there's one problem, you, you don't play music, so you're going to have to start take lessons. And he started taking piano lessons, and he's like learning Bach right now. So yeah, like it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the, 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 the only person in our company who doesn't play music is Didzis, the fourth founding member. Uh, we've known each other since we were like, like eight years old or something. We've been in the same school since first grade. We were in the same schools. And uh, Didis is the f- like the he runs all the business operations. Like he's he's the one who knows exactly like all the flow, all the money flows, and like uh, he takes care of all the paperwork, accounting, and like legal issues and that kind of stuff. So we always have this like little joke that like um, yeah, we are like a music electronics company, and then like I am I represent the word music. Christops and Martins represent the word electronic, and Didis <laughs> represents the word company. <laughs> Great, yeah, that's so brilliant. yeah, like uh, brilliant. yeah, and we all think it's a smart decision that the only person who doesn't play music gets to gets to be responsible for the for the money. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that definitely makes sense. That definitely makes sense. Yeah, 100%. because we all know like music and uh, f- smart, rational decisions does not always go hand in hand. Absolutely not. You're going to end up in that steakhouse again, ordering 250 yeah. pounds worth of steak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've oh, got to be shit. honest. You know, if I was living where you were living, I'd be I'd be ordering 250 pounds of of the uh, of the the number one company to come out of Riga, the uh, Black Balsam uh, Liqueur, which oh, wow. uh, is 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 wow. is the one of my favourite all time uh, whiskey supplements. Um, <laughs> so, wow! So, congratulations. congratulations on that. You are, you, like, yeah, 
Wow, you've done your research. You know so much about Latvia. It's amazing. No, no, no. I know so much about booze. I know a lot about booze. And uh, <laughs> I have an account with the Whiskey Exchange, and, uh, and that's one of, the, uh, one of the liqueurs that I get sent in my, uh, in my monthly package. So, yeah, so there you go. I think local people actually think it, uh, it, it's, uh, it, it keeps the coronavirus away because I think most of my friends are just drunk for two weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I, good, and good. That's a, a good state to be in. You, know, uh, you um, want to well, hear that's... a cool fact about uh, the Riga Black Balsam? It's a funny story. Yes. Like. Yes, so I do. every like we get like sometimes we get invited into these ridiculous places like, you know, meeting Jack White, meeting Rammstein people like and uh, one time we had uh, like the guitar tech for Keith Richards uh, reached out to us and he said that he wants like to use the plasma pedal for uh, for the tour for when he plays the satisfaction song. And then, oh my goodness! And then we, that, like, like that's we, the start of fuzz. I know like, it's like it's a very it's a very poignant kind of like symbolic thing. But yes, like so the six of us uh, we went over to Berlin and we got back like tickets and passes to the Rolling Stones concert at the Olympic Stadium. That was like two years ago, and uh, Keith Richards actually doesn't use pedals. But he used the plasma for the satisfaction riff, like during that tour. I think on some occasions, I don't think he did it for the whole tour. But yeah. <coughs> so when we were there, like we brought them some Riga Black Balsam, because that's what we always do. Whenever we get, we get invited to places, we bring like the balsam. You know, you go to the why, airport, why wouldn't you stock stock up on the balsam bottles, and then that's our little like gift that we give to like musicians and you know like business partners or whatnot. We also send for, for, for the listener that doesn't know uh, what this is. Um, Riga uh, Black Balsam is is like a uh, it's an it's ancient like an infused vodka. That should not be consumed by anybody. <laughs> it's very good. I enjoy it. But yeah, yeah, it's it's good. But it gives you the it's like the it's like the kind of grown up like serious bitter version of Jägermeister. Yeah, yeah, that's the great description of it. Yeah. But it's also like brown, sweet, and sticky, and like it gives you horrible hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, like it's we so always true. travel with these like bottles of balsam. We actually like last year for Christmas we sent black balsam to all of our dealers around the world, and like that was really like we we're really trying hard to popularize this drink, and uh, <laughs> so so when we. Uh, when we were at the at the Rolling Stones like backstage area and like talking to the crew and everything, we didn't really get to meet like the the band because they're like royalty, which is completely understandable. And uh, I think I'd be scared to even meet them anyway. But uh, yeah. we met a lot of the roadies and the people and the techs and uh, some of them are like incredible characters and it was just a gigantic honor to be there. But yeah, uh, turns out that like we 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 met some people who also worked for uh, Metallica. When, when Metallica goes on tour and they notice the black balsam bottles they're like hey is that Rika Black Balsam it's like yes how do you know it <laughs> yeah I work for uh, for Metallica and James drinks this shit all the time bef- like uh, before before the shows to warm up his vocals like wow like that's that was such a surreal like random fact I don't know wow. if how exaggerated that that statement was but somebody told us that somebody like credible 
told us that uh, <laughs> James Hetfield uses Riga, a little bit of Riga Black Balsam, or used to do it. I don't know what's 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 he up to these days, but he used to do it as the vocal warming up drink before the concerts. Wow. And like that was well, just, there you uh, go. wow. That was that an must be why I have such a fantastic podcasting voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that that is that's actually about uh, all we've got time for on this week's episode of the Friday special. Um, oh wow! I mean, like, yeah, it, it's it's it. There's a lot of stuff to talk about, and uh, we, I hope that the, I hope that this made sense to people who don't even know about Game Changer. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I you, hope so. I think we've we've done a, a decent overview of of sort of you know the the quintessential bits. Um, I don't think we've nearly covered everything, um, but it would be great if we could if we could have you back on a future episode. Um, you know, maybe when everything settles down and we see what. Uh, yeah, you know, let's hope. What the let's next hope the, this all passes soon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but but thank you so much for coming on this episode. I've had a, a great time uh, hearing yeah, it's been about. Amazing. Uh, yeah, hey, it's been amazing. So much, what guys. an incredible really company! An what it's an incredibly awesome. unique company. I mean, we get a lot of shit as well. Like some people call us like uh, gimmick. What is this crap? This is for children. Like, you know, flashing lights. Come on. Can't you just make normal stuff? Like, so it's uh, <laughs> it's really awesome. Like, it's really awesome that, uh, yeah, that to get your kind of, uh, to get approval and uh, the green light from you guys. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Well, you can, of course, check out more Guitar Nerds over on our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Guitar Nerds. And you can join us in any of the major social platforms at Guitar Nerds. So we're going to be back next week with a regular episode on Wednesday and then another Friday special on Friday. Ilya, thanks again for coming on. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Cheers, gang. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed this. Thank you, guys. Good luck. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.